The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM and uh, you are tuned into Mother's Planet this morning, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and joining me on the show today is my guest um, uh, Jen, Jen Davis. Now I shall get Jen to formally introduce herself to the listeners but first good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for asking me to come and chat today. No, um, I'm I'm really um, privileged to have you on the show this morning. Um, and Jen, how has your week been this this week? Yeah, um, it's been quite a busy week actually. I've had um, I've had a hospital appointment this week. I've had COVID mm. jab, had D jab. Uh, been working. Wow. So yeah, just the usual. In oh my wow. Life. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So okay. to have no, oh, yes, and to have the COVID and the flu vaccinations together, you are actually doing quite well because I know a few people that have had them in in a short space of time, and it's actually knocked them for six, and they're and they're down with either a flu or either with COVID. So um, yeah, you're doing good, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> yes. And so, Jen, um, I, I like to start the show off with talking about the weather. Um, I know we are in December and I'm in denial about winter starting, um, but we well and truly are in um, our winter days now. Um, my husband was looking for the de-icer and the scraper to get the ice off the car the other morning. And, and, and the kids are hoping every morning when they see the ice, is it snow or is it ice? Is it snow or is it ice? So I, I'm not, I think it's going to snow. What do you think? Yeah, it was definitely trying this morning. I think I left the house around seven, seven thirty, wow. and there was uh, yeah. definitely it looked like it could could start snowing. So that'd be lovely, but, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think the kids are really excited. I don't mind snow on day one. It's day two snow that I um I find it's a bit disruptive, and I just want it to all flush away and just so yeah. we can get back to normal. But yes, the, it's actually getting cold, and I'm finding that I'm um. I was reluctant to turn my heating on in my house and uh, I was telling the kids just to wrap up. Um, but now I'm finding that we are actually keeping it on very low throughout the day. So it flicks on and off when the house temperature drops. But I haven't stepped outside the house and I refuse to because I've had quite a challenging week with poorly children. And I'm I'm sure this is across the board. I'm pretty sure lots of parents have gone through what I've gone through. But we've had the sickness bug and... Um, I can deal with temperatures and I can deal with unwell children not wanting to eat. But when it comes to sickness, it's another story and another thing altogether. And it, and they and especially the younger ones, because they are trying to come to terms with the fact that they are being sick. So they have no control of where it's going. So I've had to wash my rugs, clean my floors. I've had to wipe the doors down because it's just been like projectile vomiting in my house so i'm done with sickness i'm hoping that this is it and they're not going to be getting any other further bugs um over the over the holidays and i can actually enjoy the christmas holidays um you haven't had any poorly children in your house have you jen no I, I, there are, we've got a few coughs at the moment but uh. like you say there's so much going around um and it i must say I'm, i don't really deal with the sick very well in my house that's my husband okay. <laughs> so, but we've definitely had that um we've had the sickness bug um a couple of months ago so yeah but i don't deal well with the uh the sick and oh <laughs> like well, so you you have a star of a husband that can cope with sickness because mine he he'll actually he can't stand in the same room that it's happened no. so he <laughs> he's terrible he actually will just and and he feels as soon as any of the children say that they're unwell he, it's masks on and the distance starts he feels that he's going to catch something and i'm like i'm dealing with it all and um yeah, so I, I'm I'm very happy to say that your husband is dealing with it, and and that's something I think he need, he needs a shout out about. So well done to your husband for that. Thank so uh, Jen, Jen, it's cold. Um, I like to start my morning off with a, a nice hot cup of tea, and I've got a huge mug here to keep me going. Um, what would you say you are? A coffee or a tea drinker? So I don't actually drink either, uh, ah. but I've got uh, I drink water quite a lot. 
of quite oh. a lot of water. Yeah, which I've never drunk tea or coffee, which is really odd. Wow. All hot drinks generally, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So even in the winter to keep yourself warm, you don't need that hot drink to keep you no, going? I don't think I'd have like a warm squash or like a lemon or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you are good. I, can't, I don't think I can cope without uh, my cup of tea in the morning. I need I need the initial cup and and uh, I need to have that. I, I'm not a coffee person. I tried I tried to pretend to be a coffee lover for about a week. Um, my husband's the brister in our house, so he has his whole kit in the kitchen set up and he likes to make his coffee. And I, I felt that I owed it to him through the effort that he's making to actually pretend to like coffee. So I did for about a week and then I just felt that it left a lingering taste in my mouth. I needed to brush my teeth um, and the caffeine was too much. So I, I'm back to my cup of tea a day and that's it. So listeners, um, I do like to check in on my listeners at this point as well and ask them what they're having as their brew this morning so share with us we are taking in text and whatsapp messages on the studio number 0779481822 now listeners we are live on air reaching out all our listeners in luton and surrounding areas through the airwaves at inspire fm 105.1 fm listeners can also connect through tune in by the inspire fm web page we are also um on the inspire fm app where you, on your smartphones where you can also listen into the shows that way um so you really don't have any excuse to miss any of the shows we are also live as an audio on the facebook page where you can and must like the show and also leave any comments around today's topic as always and mentioned before i am taking in whatsapp and text messages on the studio number 0779481822 now in today's uh, show my guest jen will be sharing her inspirational story um with the listeners um now jen's life has been turned upside down over the last couple of years and i feel very privileged um jen to have you uh, come on air with me this morning and share this um much needed topic and awareness to the to the listeners so i do want to start off by saying a huge thank you to you for taking out time because i know you're uh, very busy and and your uh, weeks and days and hours count so i do appreciate you taking the time out for me this morning um and to help raise awareness around today's topic now i'm sure listeners are literally um hanging off the edge of their seats this morning trying to understand and learn a bit about your inspirational story so without further ado um jen can i please get you to um introduce yourself to the listeners yep thank you um so yeah i'd i sort of describe myself as luton born and bred i i've been raised in luton i went to primary and high school in luton um from leaving, so I attended Wigmore Primary School uh, and mm. then Ashcroft High School at the time, which now Queen Elizabeth. And then mm. from there, I went into the uh, town hall, like Leetonborough Council. Uh-huh. And I did a, an apprenticeship, so from quite a young age. And I ended up being there for 19 years. So I sort wow. of progressed through uh, different roles. And uh, the, the last role I was in was actually the PA to the executive leader. So it was a really varied, interesting role. And then um, I had two children and I sort of wanted to move more into a school role with the term time working. And that's when mm-hmm. I started working with uh, Children Learning Trust, which mm-hmm. I know many of the listeners will uh, know. There's a yeah. few schools in the area um, there. And uh, then I moved over to t- in 2018 to Chilton Academy, which was a brand new school established in 2018. And I've been there since uh, from the beginning which is a really rewarding job and I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, and yeah, so I've got, I'm married, I've got uh, my two children, Sadie and Jacob. Um, and yeah, I've, yeah, that's generally... Uh, yes, no, and, and what a lovely intro to yourself there, Jen. Um, and, and, you know, I guess your most important role in your life is being a mum to both of those lovely children. Um, so how old are they? Yep, so Sadie's just turned 12 and Jacob's 8. Wow, yeah. okay, okay. So uh, are we entering the teen years with Sadie quite yet or not just quite yeah, yet? Yeah, we're definitely getting some of that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a really, uh, she's a really good girl. Yeah. So. 
No, okay. Well, you can give Sadie a big shout out this morning as well. So, Sadie, uh, mummy loves you and she's giving a big shout out to you because I think girls generally are quite helpful. And, and my sons are going to give me a strange look when I come off the show today. But, I mean, they're helpful in their own way as well. But girls, I think they have that empathy with mum. So, I think they can sort of take on roles a bit easier than the boys can sort of understand what we're going through and everything. She's a bit of a mini me, really, because she's uh, quite organised and likes to organized ah lovely oh good that's that's what i like to hear i love organized people and i love organized children so she's doing absolutely great there well done sadie so i guess um jenny i i we we need to sort of open the doors to understanding a bit about what what you were diagnosed with and 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 when when you found out about this yeah so it was Around last summer, I've noticed that something something wasn't quite right. Um, mm. I was getting a bit of pain around my breast area, and I'd, I thought I'd felt a lump, but I wasn't too sure. Mm. Uh, so I did uh, I did go and get checked out, and I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So yeah, it was a bit of a shock. I'd just turned forty, and oh. uh, I'd been having some conversations with friends about not things weren't feeling quite right but mm-hmm. at the time I didn't go to the doctor straight away um and I didn't know all the signs of breast cancer either so mm-hmm. yeah uh, I sort of uh, got referred through the doctors in September and then that's when the roller case divide started really wow so this is post pandemic so this is 2021 or is it 20 yeah 21 so there's 21, still high yeah. levels of covid and um wow. yeah so do you want me to talk about like yes i I, I, I mean you know feel free the floor is yours so i i mean i guess um the key thing here is um to try and get to understanding you know what it was that you felt that you thought yeah this is i think a lot of women you know we shy away from things and and we sort of live in denial about oh no it could be something wrong and and we sort of you know procrastinate and we don't actually look into the situation so i guess it's just talking through what what pushed you or what prompted you to actually know I need to go and get myself checked yeah so I think for me I, I could I could feel something but it wasn't obvious um mm. so I did I did pick up the call to the doctors um mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. thank thank goodness that I did honestly because yeah. uh, it was uh following that we um I remember being in the doctors and the lady also uh, examined me and she said is this what you can feel because it wasn't obvious um, wow. And then from there, I got referred to the breast clinic, and uh, it all just from there. I had like a mammogram, biopsies, and ultrasounds, and mm. uh, I was actually told on the same day that they were pretty sure it was uh, breast cancer, mm. uh, but at, they thought pro- probably early stage cancer at that point, and mm. uh, that I'd I'd have to come back in a couple of days, like it was two and a half days later. Wow. Um, so I sort of sent away. You can imagine. Uh, mm. like every thought went through my head during them two and a half days really dark thoughts and uh, yeah. yeah just told immediate uh, family uh, and then yeah I went back on the Friday and they confirmed that I, I did have breast cancer and that it was treatable and okay. I, but I'd need chemo, chemotherapy and radiotherapy and some surgery yeah yeah, yeah. So I guess that that couple of days, as you said, the dark thoughts and the horrible things that were going through your mind, I, I think it's unimaginable for anyone like myself to even think about what you were going through. But how was it breaking this to the family? Because you're unsure about what it is and how far it is. And then and then you need to tell the family so that you've got you've got that support network there as well. So it's like telling them something that you're not quite sure about fully yeah. yourself. So how was that? Yeah, so I've, I'm so lucky. I've had the most incredible, overwhelming support throughout mm. the last year. Um, I mean, it's been amazing. In terms of breaking it to family, it, there's such difficult conversations to have. I, mm. I my, my thought was once i'd been told on that day that it was possibly cancer yeah that i i gave everyone a bit of a heads up if you like just because uh, yeah. i didn't want to suddenly phone on friday when i got the yeah. results and then it sprung so everyone sort of um uh, you know knew that i was waiting for the results um yeah. 
with with the children uh, i had to speak to them in different ways because of the age difference yes. yeah so sadie being the eldest um, i wanted to be really honest with her and just to reassure her because she's had experiences uh with friends where they've lost their parents to cancer and yeah. uh you know there's so many different cancers so i had I, I was sort of talking to her about my cancer specifically and uh, assuring her that I would be able to have some treatment and you know it was going to be a bit of a process but mummy was going to get better at the end of it and um yeah to, to be honest she she just went on like I said she's she went on organization where she wanted to start fundraising and oh, set up a bless charity her. Bless her. Wow. so she was yeah so she was really good um yeah she'd noticed my house was full of flowers and so she, she was sort of getting she knew something wasn't quite right already mm-hmm. But mm. I, for me, I felt it was important to know what order I was having treatment in so we could be very straight and honest with them um, mm. as well. So I wanted I wanted them to know. So it turned out I was, had chemotherapy first, which is okay. quite uh, intense chemotherapy. So yeah. I had to explain that mummy might lose her hair and I might not be getting out of bed some days. And so it was quite a drastic change to the normal. Um, yeah. yeah. And with Jacob, a slightly lighter touch because he's a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do wonder now how much he, he takes in, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot younger. But, um, yeah, but he's they've both done really well. And then, yeah, uh, yeah just other close friends and family. Just, yeah. yeah, I ended up, I, so I, one, I, I found it quite overwhelming getting so many messages and yeah. things. So I did, I set up a... Uh, I decided to share my story on Instagram um, yeah. from the beginning as well. So my journey, yeah. so it's uh, always keeping oh, wow. people updated on there as well. And it sort of kept everyone in the loop without feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, so. Yes, that's true as well. And that's a good way, I guess, um, of doing it because sometimes you can get bombarded with messages. But if you're if you're just putting it out there, then whoever needs to know can yeah find out on that and it's not you getting the messages and individually because sometimes i don't know uh, uh, you can shed some light on this you do want people to sort of show some love and compassion but then you don't or how how was that you know were you you know how did you handle that because i i I find myself in a very tricky situation when i do hear news like this i don't i want to be there for that person but then i don't want to be in their face either and yeah so how was that for you there is a fine line, isn't there? Because yeah. uh, I'd, I'd, I'd get quite a few messages which would be sort of checking in, but also saying, don't feel you have to respond. But yes. at the same time, I'm not the sort of person that's not going to respond. Yeah. So I'd, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it was lovely that uh, I was getting so much, you know, so much caring uh, messages and support. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, but I must, I must admit, by when I did put it out on my Instagram, uh, it was just it was there for everyone and everyone was getting the same updates. I wasn't repeating myself. Yes. And then yes. there's been other ladies now that have uh, contacted me who are going wow. through the same and stuff like that. So, which is what I wanted to do really. So, yes. yeah. yeah. And that's lovely. And that's, and that's so nice because you've, you've inspired them to connect with you and, and share their story. And it's quite nice to have to go through it with someone and sort of, you know, live and tell your story. Yeah. So I, so you, you, it was september 2021 so summer of um su- summer of um 2021 so you didn't return to work so how how did that feel Not- yeah so i i did actually carry on working i worked from home and uh, okay. work had been amazing because that yes. i think that's been such an important thing for me to have the routine and okay uh, obviously there have been periods where i've had to be off sick um, yeah but um it it was the hardest thing, one of the hardest things, was actually my normality being snatched away so quickly. Mm. It was mm. suddenly I wasn't able to play with my netball team, and it was around Christmas when everyone was going out. Uh, so that was really tough actually to deal with, because the I, my immune system was really low after my chemo yeah. sessions, and I wouldn't have been well enough really to be going out and about anyway. But it was yeah. just a real. It, that was really tough for me, just not not to be able to carry on my normal life um yes. so that's the the main thing yeah 
Yeah, and I, and I guess you and, and what I love about um, what you have done, Jen, is that you weren't able to um, carry on your normal life and the, and the things that you did do, but you did channel your energy into other uh, other things and and you know and i can tell what kind of person you are through what your daughter wanted to do the whole fundraising and wanting to make a difference so you know it obviously she's emulating her mum so she's obviously picked up things from yourself and felt that obligation of right i need to you know get this message out there and do something and that and that's exactly what you did you know you you channeled it onto instagram and you know you um talked about your emotions there so i guess um now finding out what you had and then undergoing the chemo how you know what was that because I, I i can see you still have your hair so you know you, yeah. you uh, how talk if you can can you talk us through a bit about how the treatment was and what the processes were and and what you did differently to what the norm is yeah yeah so there, there's something called uh, the paxman cooling cap which is what Okay. It doesn't really get talked about. I didn't feel very no. much, but I'd sort of heard about about it. So I I gave that a go, and that's how I, mm. I kept my hair during the chemotherapy. And it's it's a like a cooling cap that they put on during treatment, which shuts the hair vessels, and it it's uh, not not a very pleasant thing. But um, mm. and then I just thought for some people. It, it can work and other people it didn't and I was quite lucky and I did keep them I probably lost at least 50% of my hair to be honest but I still mm-hmm. kept a great deal um mm-hmm. so yeah so I started off so I had seven rounds of chemo so chemotherapy mm-hmm. was the first uh, part of my surgery um and it was quite intense it was it would uh, there was a whole host of side effects but um mm-hmm. the main and your immune system would be very low uh during a certain period so mm-hmm. you uh you had to have to take a lot of steroids and things like that and then mm-hmm. i had two surgeries after that which was called a lumpectomy where they basically take the lump um the tumor out okay. um okay. so i had that and that was successful and then i had 18 rounds of radiotherapy at the mount burnham Wow. Um, and it, if I could say at this point, I've had all my care under Luton and Dunstable Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, and they have just been absolutely amazing. The uh, one thing I didn't realise when you get diagnosed with cancer is the amount of departments that are involved. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a whirlwind at the beginning because mm-hmm. you you know you're going off to cardiology about your heart, you're having mm-hmm. MRI scans, CT scans, and well, they're building like a bit of a picture. But every, I can honestly say. Every single department are just so kind and lovely. The communication's been really slick. And I just, yeah, my oncologist just calms me whenever I see him. So, yeah, yeah I've just been so lucky to be where where, where we live, having that amazing yeah. hospital. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that is... I, yeah, sorry. sorry. No, I no, should probably go. say that I'd, I'm also still going through treatment. I'm having... Yes. I, I was given some really... It's quite a new treatment called Cadzilla. It's like a targeted chemo. So okay. I'm having 14 cycles of that. I'm halfway through, but okay. it's not anyway near as intrusive as the uh, chemo that I had at the start. So I am having, mm-hmm. I feel like a bit more normality. I'm back in the office yes. and I'm playing netball again. So I oh, feel wonderful. like I'm getting back to the old gen. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's really, that's really good to hear that you are able to take part in those things that you were being, what were involved in before. Um, yeah. and, and so this treatment, um, how far are you with this new treatment? So it's 14 rounds and are you halfway through it? Did you say? Yes. So I've got six left. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So it's a little bit wearing, but <laughs> it's, no, you but, know. You just got to be thankful. I'm so thankful for for the treatment that I've got, and yeah. uh, if it gives me a better chance of it not reoccurring, coming back in the future. Then, absolutely, you know, yes, it. yes, absolutely. And and I guess um, as you mentioned that it, it, you don't realise actually when you get diagnosed with cancer the amount of other departments that do need to get involved because the actual treatment that you're having has knock-on effects on other parts of your body so they need to be assessed and checked and so um yes you know um it it's a bit and i guess for you that's you know 
it can be overwhelming because you're dealing with the cancer and then actually now you need to see a cardiologist just to make sure it's not had an impact on your heart so it's you know it's like oh it's it's one organ to another organ to another organ so you know it it can be quite overwhelming but um it's really good that the team at the hospital have been able to support you in such a way that um that you haven't actually felt so negative about it and they've kept your positivity up and i guess jen it's really amazing um how you throughout this whole thing you've stayed so positive i mean it, you must have your off days it, who you want to talk to and who who, who it's been so i'm conscious now because i i've just realized we're going off to a break so listeners um i have jen davis with me this morning who is talking about her cancer journey um she has shared her um treatment and diagnosis uh, so far this morning um she is willing to take text messages as i am this morning on the studio number of oh triple seven nine four eight one eight double two so any questions that you have around today's topic anything that you'd like to ask um jen directly yourself about this please do message into the studio number but we are now going off for a short commercial break and after the break we will continue to understand who has been the positive person in jen's life that's kept her going because jen as you can hear is full of positivity and i'd love to hear how this has come about and what she's doing but for now go refill your hot drinks or cold drinks whatever it is you're having this morning and join me after the break assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Good morning and assalamu alaikum welcome back to mother's planet i'm your host neelam and joining me on the show this morning is my guest jen now morning jen good morning and so in the show so far jen and i have been talking about jen's uh, cancer journey and the impact it's had on her life um jen has very nice kindly um opened up and told us a bit about her treatment and the diagnosis and 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 the things that she's undergone now the question i wanted to ask um jen was uh, you've remained so positive throughout this whole process um and um and like anyone going through any form of treatment we have our down days and you need something where you can just vent it all out onto who has been that person or what what have you done to sort of channel your energy into this positive bubble that you're in yeah I, so obviously my husband and my children I've spoke about a lot but uh, mm-hmm. my best mate <laughs> Carly so mm-hmm. I feel a bit emotional <laughs> Oh, oh, I know, Jen. She's been so incredible, honestly. Yeah, she's just, like, she would, she's just been so consistently there. Like, uh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) But, yeah, even on the days where I felt terrible, I'd uh, pick up her FaceTimes. Yeah. So, yeah, big shout out to Carly. There you go. I mean, she's come with three. She's come with, like, she just, she's such a positive person as well. And she's also... Uh, help me with my fundraising through the year so she's just we've been best friends since we were like four years old so wow. yeah I just feel like yeah she's just been there like consistently yeah so oh, so yes definitely a big shout out to Carly then Carly um uh uh well done for being there for jen and supporting her and jen you're gonna set me off in tears as well so it's all about positivity this morning but no no it's you know i I can imagine it being a a roller coaster of running and and i really want to talk about your big trek challenge that you did um because i did watch uh the clip and um I wasn't there and I, I didn't know anything about it, but watching that video um, set me off in tears. And, and and honestly, it was so amazing to watch. I think I could sense the adrenaline and the excitement and the the outlet that it gave people to just let off that steam that they were just building up. And, and it's quite an achievement because um, I'm going to go on and on about it. So I think the le- listeners would want to know a bit more about what the big uh, um, Trek challenge was and where it was and, and, and uh, what made you want to take part. Yeah. So I think in January, when I was going through the chemo, I 
I wanted to set myself something really positive to aim towards when I mm-hmm. finished treatment. So I thought I'd be mm-hmm. finished treatment around summer, but obviously, you know, that didn't quite go to plan. Um, yeah. So I started looking at some different challenges and I came across uh, Copperfield, which is a charity mm-hmm. that supports young people. And it's sort of about mm-hmm. getting them to know their normal uh, so they create good habits for life. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, working in a secondary school, I thought, yeah, this this charity just sounds great. And uh, I applied for a trick with them. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until March that I actually found out I had the place out of thousands of people. So I was absolutely uh... over the moon. And uh, the tri- so the actual challenge was a 100k Sahara trek. So wow. uh, over five days. Um, and this included sort of camping and uh you know, hiking with big day packs. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, and I, I, I absolutely love walking. Um, and I thought it was, you know, I thought I could, yeah, I could definitely put my mind to it and train yeah. uh, and do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it just, it was just such a positive thing. When I look back now after doing it, it was the best thing that I ever did this year because mm. it just gave me something so positive to aim towards. Even on days where I felt a little bit grotty, I was still getting out and having, you know, not even for far, but just getting the fresh air, going out, yeah. uh, walking. I had a focus on fundraising. Um, so, at, you know, I'd plan, like, events at the end of my chemo, for example, and like, yeah. uh, throughout the year. And I love organising and doing events and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, yeah, absolutely. It was a nice distraction, I guess, because, you know, it's yes. something that you had to, to, to work, walk, work, walk towards as well, I guess, uh, yeah. and uh, work towards as well, because, um, and, and I guess that, the um, interesting part that I saw because you know I just assumed um, uh, Sahara Desert so I thought yep it's just going to be sand and you're just going to be walking in the heat but actually when I watched the video you would you underwent quite a few different terrains so yeah. there was different so how was that? Yeah there was so many different terrains uh, so one day you could be climbing up rocky sort of mountain yeah. sides and then other days you'd be on the sand dunes uh, the hardest terrain i actually found was the flat <laughs> the so uh, it's so wow, flat okay. and you can see you can maybe see like the campsite but it's still two and a half three hours away and yeah. uh yeah it was just yeah just it, so many different terrains the heat obviously um some of the flat terrains were just rocks as well so you'd have your head face down a lot as well just try not to yeah. trip over so yeah. yeah it was just yeah incredible but it was also just so when you climb the mountains and the sand dunes and you get to the top it's just the most incredible feeling so yeah, yeah it was uh yeah, yeah. everything really. And, and and how did you cope? Because I mean, obviously, we're here in the winter, and uh, you're there in the heat. So how was how was the heat? Was it hot? It was very hot. I, I must admit, yeah. I didn't really. I can't remember what the temperature was. I didn't really want to yeah. <laughs> want to know. No. But yeah. It was so it would start off very cold and dark. So mm-hmm. what we had to do is get our packs as soon as we came into camp. We'd get all our packs ready. I'd, I'd put mine into my pillowcase because in the morning you were getting ready in the cold and the dark and then we were leaving camp quite soon uh quite early because uh before the sun came up because once it did it was absolutely scorching hot and um yeah i was quite well protected i wore you know sun hat and factor mm. and everything like that so yeah. But yeah very hot though and then like when the sun went down again it was really cold so yeah you yeah. had to really wrap up yeah Wow. So you were, so not, not only were you going through different terrains, you were also going through different climates as well. So it didn't, exactly. it didn't rain. It didn't rain, um, um, while you were on the walk. No, out there. they didn't have, uh, there wasn't, they hadn't had rain for a few months, but that meant okay. that we didn't see any scorpions, which was quite, uh, good. Uh, yes. <laughs> Although we did see a snake, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, gosh. An actual snake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was that? Because I think that's my biggest fear about doing anything um, uh, around um, these, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we went to Cyprus, totally different, but we were near a beach and it was where we, where the villa that we stayed in, it was, there was a lot of trees and banana trees and what have you. And the, the owner did tell us that there's going to be snakes or something maybe, but he said he's got um, fencing and enough security for nothing to come through but I, I, I found it very difficult because I just thought I'm going to wake up one day in the morning and just find a snake outside so you know how was that yeah Being... to be honest we had a guy in our team who was desperate to see any sort of uh, yeah. oh wow 
but they it wasn't uh, obviously a dangerous uh, species either. So we had uh, local guides with us. So yeah, so yeah, it's quite. And my son absolutely loved seeing a picture of the snake when I got home. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, and um, I, I guess doing a walk like that there must have been a moment because i mean i watched the video and i and i heard every everyone was there for a different reason um uh, jen we have had a, a text message come through um and this is from zahid chohan amazing inspirational story from jen so brave and kind of her to share her journey with us uh, we wish her a full recovery and wish her all the best for the future Thank you so much for that text. There you go, Jen. So you are reaching out to many people and um, your story is very inspirational. And, and hopefully, um, you know, it will give women and, you know, men even the confidence in any issues or any concerns they have about their health to step forward and um, and know that they can make a difference. In so as I was asking... Um, you know, watching the video, I, I I heard everyone was there for a different purpose. Everyone had their own story. And it was, you know, they were either doing it on behalf of someone, in memory of someone, or for themselves. Um, so everyone must have had a moment where they just let it out. And, you yeah. know, did, did you have that moment? Yeah, I definitely had a few moments. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it was really hard because I was away from my family. There was no signal. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I was actually away for Sadie's birthday, which had given me oh. permission. And we'd recorded a video message for her, and I knew it hadn't gone through, so that was quite emotional. But um, the the biggest moment for me was just, it was the sand dune day, and we'd all climbed this really tough uh, terrain to the top. And we yeah. we came down, and our uh, there was a support vehicle there, because one of the ladies in our team had really hurt her knee, but she was so okay. determined to still carry yeah. on. Uh, so they were sort of checking in. And uh, they were playing Moroccan music as we yes. came. It was just, we all just started dancing, and <laughs> it was just the most beautiful moment. And we were just... I think every, there wasn't a dry eye. Everyone was just so emotional at that point. We just, yes. everyone let it out, and uh, we... Just it, it was definitely the moment for me, a, a moment that I'll, I'll never forget. And uh, we, our, our team were just so close. We like bonded and become friends for life. We we're all going to meet yes. up, and we we always walk together. So we'd never walk faster than the slowest person. Yeah. We always stayed together, um, yeah. and we walked into camp that night, sort of singing and just absolutely buzzing. Really, it was just uh, the most amazing day. Yeah, and. Yeah, I did apply for me. I wanted to do it on my own. I obviously mm. went with complete strangers. Mm. But, I, yeah, I just felt like I needed to do something, you know, yeah. to which would have finished off my sort of journey. But, yes. yeah, but I didn't yeah, know that's no. not me either. So, yeah. No. And 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 amazing as it is, because I guess you know you must have got there at some point and and thought this is so surreal. I'm actually here. I'm actually <laughs> doing this. And and you know I'm sure you pinched yourself quite a few times to remind yourself that you are here. And and I think it's really brave to do something like this totally on your own and go somewhere where you don't know anybody. But I guess in a way, you had that connection with the people there. There was you know you all had something similar in your lives that you could connect to so you know you you didn't feel like you needed to know them because you knew them if that made sense that's right and, and along the along the through the days you were talking to different people within your group that have been through different experiences and it wasn't all uh, breast cancer related some uh, people like you say everyone has a reason for being there whether it was you know to raise their support of the charity or mm. they had so it was just lovely to have them conversations with different people yeah, yeah. it's amazing a uh, really amazing adventure of a lifetime really yeah and 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 i did notice in the video clip there were a few celebs there as well so um yeah, that must fun. have felt quite strange as well to be around some celebrities yeah so it's javana uh, fletcher is the patron of the charity she's mm -hmm. it's really strange because they're just normal people and mm -hmm. she's so passionate about uh the charity Copperfield yeah. and these checks I mean our check alone raised 600,000 pounds wow. for the charity and they do two two checks a year so I think it's over a million pounds for the charity just in these these checks so wow. yeah it's incredible yeah 
Yeah, I guess that's something to put down in your uh, um, bucket list or things to have ticked off and done because yeah. that's amazing. You were part of that 600K um, raising that money and you were part of it. And, and so how many people, I don't, I don't know if we did cover that bit, how many people there were on your team. So how many were there all together yeah. doing the... So there was, there was 113 total. So wow. it was four teams of about 20, you know, 25 people. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And how does it feel now that you've done that and come back? Because I know, you know, when you uh, um, are, are organising something and you're looking forward to something and now you've sort of done that and you've come back and I, and I don't mean to undermine it in any way by saying you've done that, what's next? It's, you know, it was the thing that was keeping you going and it was something yeah. that you were looking forward to. Um, and now that you've achieved that... Um, you know, how does that feel? How, you know, um, is, is are you going to be doing something like that similarly here? You know, how has it changed your life? Yeah, I'm a, a, so it felt really surreal because it flew, although it didn't feel like it was flying by, it actually did really mm. fly by. And I was really happy to be back with my family. But yes. you're right, I definitely want to do something else. And I'd, I'd like to do something with my husband because actually I think he would have really benefited from that experience as well because he's been through this with me yeah. and uh, there were a few men on the trek but um you know we had a guy called tom with us who had lost his wife to breast cancer and mm. he he was having conversations with us uh, he'd actually remarried and then his wife now has got breast cancer so he was oh, able wow. to have conversations with us ladies in the team that he wouldn't necessarily have with his wife and you, I, yeah. I just think yeah it would be really good um just to do something now with my husband just like together but i'm not sure yeah. yet <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. i definitely well, definitely we'll watch speak. this space we'll watch this space because i'm pretty sure um a woman as um amazing as yourself with so much um energy you'll come up with something i'm pretty yeah. sure <laughs> and, and 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 it's lovely because you know you you're right and I guess um, you do sort of um, forget, I mean, and how was that relationship between you and your husband? Because you you, you were told from the, literally, it was like, go, 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 from the minute that you found out you had cancer, to then you need to have this treatment. And, and, and the fact that they caught it so early, and the fact that you addressed it so early, which is, you know, amazing that you did that. And so your journey um started and it's been a roller coaster you've had your focus because you've got to go to this appointment got to have that treatment how has it been talking to your husband and you know having that relationship you know how 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 has it been for him and you yeah i i feel um because i'm quite independent and you yeah. you actually can't take your partner or a friend with you to most of the appointments oh, wow. so there's only one really where uh, my partner would come with me, which is the oncology, because it's normally yeah. quite a lot of information. But all my chemo, so I feel I feel like it's probably been quite tough for him because I'm quite independent and I I just sort of go off and do these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah, which is another reason why I really want us to do something together. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's just really just keep talking, um, mm. and he's just so supportive. So yeah, really lucky. Yeah. And I, and I guess that's the key here to have those open conversations and just, you know, um, and say how you're feeling and, and not be afraid of, you know, the repercussions because it's, it's a crazy journey and you've really undergone some horrific things. And so, you know, for you to be able to talk to him and him to talk to you, you know, it's a mutual uh, journey. Uh, what I do want to know is did Sadie forgive you for missing her birthday? <laughs> Yeah, well, she got lots of messages from the celebrities. <laughs> ah, so, okay. We did make a bit of a fuss as well. Yeah, I'll try not to miss one of her birthdays ever again. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, no. So I'm sure you made. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, and and I'm sure you made up for it when you came back. So I'm sure she's had her little celebration with mum on on your return. So um, and and how long ago was this trek now? Yeah, it was it, it's probably about two weeks, two or three weeks ago now. Oh wow! Yeah, so I've been back to chemo now. So that was <laughs> I've already gone back to treatment and uh, uh, so yeah. And then yeah, so, so life, 
life goes on and and i was just going to say yeah you look well you haven't um caught the sun uh caught a tan or anything so you obviously kept yourself very well protected out there and and um, yeah i didn't get any tan at all (laughs) Yeah. Did you really go? I bet people were questioning it. Did you really do it? No, but it's amazing. And, and you know, um, I laugh because when my husband, he, he went to Morocco very recently and he and he came back and he was down for five days because of the, the weather change. It was so hot while he was there. And when he came back, it was so cold and he underestimated how cold it was. So he'd packed everything into his um hold luggage so he didn't have a jacket or anything when he came out the airport so he was quite poorly for a few days so you know thank goodness you've kept your health going and you've not um you know got run down so again i guess jen you know having gone through everything that you've gone through um and you've come so far forward now and hopefully not long left now until your treatments finish and you can look forward to enjoying life again um how has cancer changed your life now you know would you say you've become more health conscious i mean you never drank coffee and tea anyway so uh, no. <laughs> you, you drinking water is is amazing so you know i think you were probably quite healthy to start off with but have you have you made any more changes to your life since your cancer uh, like you said i think i was pretty healthy and i was working out and playing netball but the main thing for me now is just not to no i wasn't really stressy person anyway but like Mm. i was sitting in traffic the other day and i was i knew i was going to be late for work and i thought i can't actually control this so what i'm not going to stress the little things yeah 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 i'm just not going to stress over little things that i can't control that is the main thing yeah and yeah that's the main thing really just to just to enjoy it as you know Every yeah, and and I guess it's sort of when you have things like this in your life, it becomes a bit of an eye opener because you start appreciating life a bit more. Um, yep. You are here, and you've got your children, and you've got so it's making each day count. And so you know, and I think you're doing that through your. Um, so is the Instagram page still running? Are you still doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still I'm still running the page, and like I, said, I do get ladies reaching out, and that's what I want to do. I, it's funny i said when i got diagnosed with this i'm not going to do it quietly i'm going to raise awareness i'm going to raise money and i'm going to try and help other people because i think i i didn't go as quickly to the doctor as maybe i should have so the the Mm. thing i want people to do nowadays is just to know they're normal and actually if you're not sure about something get it checked out don't sort of i'm an hour about it and um actually you know go and seek some advice because yeah. it could save your life, basically. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm absolutely. very lucky. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and you went at the right time. And, you know, um, I guess it's just looking for any any form of abnormalities. And, you know, um, and I guess that's what the motto for Copperfield is, you know, actually understand your body and feel your body and we have hormonal changes you know when it's our menstrual cycle you know and and when we're in the norm as well so you know yeah some things can trigger off different things but it's actually connecting with your body and understanding your body and um so are you doing anything now that you thought i would have never done this years ago looking back now at of all the things that you've done now is there anything that you're doing now that you would never have imagined yourself doing before I guess this is like, this is the, I never would have probably thought I'd have the confidence to do something like this. But then, like, I feel so passionate about raising awareness now. Um, And, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So thank you for asking me. Um, But, yeah, and like I said, I will definitely do another, I want to do another big adventure of some Mm -hmm. kind with my husband. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and just, yeah, just keep raising awareness. Yeah. Yeah. We've had um, another message come through from a, um, uh, a lady who's gone through a similar um, scenario as yourself. And she says that she lives each day as her last and don't stress over anything. Um, uh, been there, no point stressing. It's a, um, it's a big, um, it's a big uh, Kilroy driving 
Oh, she's driving at the moment. So she's trying to message and drive. Oh, you did it safely. Yeah. <laughs> Stop and drive. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she's driving. It is, it is a huge factor. She's saying stress is a huge factor around, um, any form of cancer. So she's saying there's that she's learned the hard way, um, because she, she did used to stress over little things and she's now learned that actually, as you say, sitting in traffic it's not in your control there's things that you can control and there's things that you can't control and it's just sort of taking that step and saying uh, you know i can't do anything about this so enjoy being stuck in traffic turn the radio on and and, and enjoy some music you know and and do something different or sing in the car yeah i i have um a two-year-old that um loves to sing at the top of her voice while I'm driving so I don't need a radio and and often is nursery rhymes that she's singing at the top of her voice and and I have said to her you know maybe you need to tone it down a little bit but she loves singing twinkle twinkle little star at the top of her voice so I think I should just let her have that one and enjoy that so I guess just before the show ends Jen um I I just wanted to ask um I know you have given some um some messages and some um, advice as well but is if you if you could offer three pieces of advice or um to anyone listening in today uh, around what you have gone through um and around positivity what would they be yeah so um i did sort of touch on this but i say just listen to your body and mm-hmm. um you know if you're not sure about something then get it checked out sort of get to know what's normal so that you notice things uh, you know that might change um so that was like one of one of my bits of advice yes uh, i one thing that keeps me really positive is just getting out and walking i just find mm. it just clears the head it, it, i remember having a bit of a down period during my chemo at the start and uh, someone spoke to me and said like even if you go out in the garden for 10 minutes and get a bit of daylight you know mm. walk in it's i, I just feel, feel like it's the most uh, best thing and then the final thing is just you're allowed to do these things so just make the most of life and enjoy yeah. it and yeah that's it really <laughs> that's yeah my, no my- um uh, no thank you jen and and we are now actually ending um coming towards the end of the show and i i do want to say a huge thank you for sharing your story with me this morning um i am i have no doubt that listeners were able to take something positive and um, hopefully make a change as well in their lives. And um, and I'm sure your story has touched many hearts this morning. And I do appreciate you taking your time out from work um, uh, to do this. So thank you so much. And I, I'm sure they've jotted down some valuable points from um, today's show. I wish you good health and I hope that the next seven rounds go easy for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Have a have a lovely day. Uh, Juman Brak to all our listeners. Join me again next week for another show. Salam alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.